0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Night and Moon. I'm Tanner Knight, and I'm here with Gabby Luna. Hello. And we have another episode for you today.
1: That's right. Today's episode is about, let's see.
0: All right. So our topic for today that has been chosen for us is traditions. Traditions. How do you feel about traditions? Quick take.
1: I like right away think Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could imagine that Mexico has a lot of traditions that are upheld in most of the country, right?
1: Yeah, and
0: and then some local ones.
1: Yeah, local ones and and then, you know, I moved there when I was young, but like and kind of had an outsider view. So some of them like stand out to me and are odd. They they don't seem like something that's like you know that sometimes you see a tradition, you're like, oh, that's a little weird.
0: <laughs> I feel that about most traditions. <laughs> yeah. My quick take on traditions yeah. is that I feel like they're meant to be broken. It's it's great to have them. And if they give you an occasion to do something, great. But if they don't happen, then it's good to train your brain to break tradition every now and again, I think. So I don't have uh, the, the most negative thoughts about it, but I think it is kind of a situational thing. All right, so we figured we should start with a definition of the word, so we just pulled one up. The definition of tradition is the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on its way. So basically, you have something that gets repeated over and over again. Sometimes it's annually, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes it's daily. Traditions are everywhere and they get passed on sometimes knowingly sometimes unknowingly so yeah. there's some a lot of a lot of aspects here to unwrap and i'm looking forward to hearing your take yeah um, so what's the very first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word tradition
1: well like i was saying i think mexico definitely. yeah but what
0: what specifically like a think of a tradition that comes to mind like a really the uh pinnacle of the mountain of traditions
1: um definitely dia de los muertos like that's that's such a big one. That's so shocking.
0: <laughs> so uh, the Día de los Muertos is the day after Halloween, right?
1: Uh, uh, no, it's on it's on November second, so it's not after Halloween. It's on the second.
0: It's always on the second. And
1: day first Día de los Niños Muertos, like like young, but don't make that distinction. It's just the second. It's just
0: interesting. I know. So um, I I guess that yeah I've been ignorant of that my whole life so this holiday this tradition tell me tell me what makes it so special or memorable
1: it's just an entire day of partying there's no like not just not partying but like if you're in school you're not doing anything that day and not only that you're decorating something you're like honoring whatever person you chose to honor in your little classroom and then you're gonna feast on all the goodies that everybody brought so it's kind of like a like the year's biggest potluck
0: <laughs> and is it everyone's favorite
1: i don't know i that's i don't know it's to, not m- like to me universal. it was just so i remember my first time was in second grade and i i just remember there was like everybody had an altar and like you a know,
0: catholic altar
1: yeah a catholic but it has a lot of flowers it almost reminds me like a like from the hindu traditions mm-hmm. altars because it's like a table and you'll put flowers all over and you have a picture of the person that you're trying to honor. And then you would cook their favorite foods. And the belief is that the flowers, the cempasuchil, which is that orange flower, kind of guides them to the food. And then <sighs> they, the like the muertos, you know, people yeah. who have passed away. And then they feast on the on the smell of it. I don't know exactly how long you have to wait or when, what time it's okay to eat. But then after you have, you know, honored them, which is kind of like giving a moment and maybe like everybody honors them, not just like, we did this now, let's eat. Like somebody takes some time to say something, you know? Yeah. And then I think after that, it's fine and everybody can feast. So
0: So a moment of respect uh-huh. where everyone shuts the hell up mm-hmm. and then feast time.
1: Yeah. We should do one. We should. Yeah, we totally should. On the second, should. we should have a Dia de los Muertos party.
0: So you mentioned if you're in school, this is not like a, a national holiday where everyone gets the day off regardless of what your situation is.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if it was just celebrated and then it was like a thing that we celebrated before and then we had the day off or something. I can't remember that.
0: Well, the uh, the American, I guess, corollary is the Halloween celebration. But which... is that your
1: tradition or...
0: Um, it's not necessarily my tradition, but it's a, it's a really good place to start as far as just comparing traditions uh-huh. because it's in the same time of year. It's October thirty first every single year, and in North America, that's generally the harvest time. You know, you have all of the the wheat and the I don't know whatever gets harvested <laughs> is is harvested, and then everybody parties for that reason. So I assume that. In the Mexican culture, there's a little bit of, of that maybe? Is there some timing that...
1: I I wouldn't know. It's always been kind of geared specifically just for that. And I don't know much about... Maybe we can make a whole episode on Dia de los Muertos because you're asking me for information on yeah. have. I've given you all the info I have on it right now. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> well, when I think tradition, I do think Halloween because that's a big tradition. But I'd say maybe duking it out for 1 and 1A is... Christmas and Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving and Christmas in either order and I think that for me personally those two holidays really brought our family together our families it was both my dad and mom's families
1: which which holidays at Christmas
0: or? Christmas and Thanksgiving they were both pretty equal on the totem pole of holidays both of those holidays give you the day off so it's you know like a nationally recognized time to basically chill the f out and have a few beers and eat some turkey or whatever yeah and i think that there's there's more americans that identify with that as a tradition than maybe any other maybe the super bowl i I don't know is is higher
1: i think thanksgiving is definitely like if i think american tradition i'll think thanksgiving and that's a whole you know separate thing but you know what i i usually hear people compare dia de los muertos to halloween i don't really think they have the same feel but i do think that maybe thanksgiving and the other los muertos have a very similar feel where you know people are honoring something whatever they choose to honor and they take a moment of respect and everybody gathers and brings food so it's more similar to that it's just kind of like weird because it, you know it's about death and it's close to halloween so it's easy to compare yeah, it yeah. but the the deep feeling of it is more of a feeling of a gathering and sharing food which is thanksgiving it's way nicer (laughs) yeah
0: well that's that's interesting and i'm glad that you made that comparison because that raises the question you mentioned there's food that is the favorite food of the the person who passed right yeah but is there a specific food that always gets done like tamales or
1: yeah there's like pan de muertos which is very similar to concha I don't know the recipe. Please don't ask me for <laughs> details on this. It's just, there's a specific traditional bread that looks like it has like, it's like a round, like a, what do you call it? A, a bowl But it's a sweet. It's yeah. a sweet bread, but it looks like it has that like a round kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And, and then it has like decorations with the same dough on top of it. And it's a sweet bread. It's yummy. It's not my favorite, <laughs> but it's yummy. Bread of I, the dead. It needs a little more sugar. I would say it, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't had a lot of it. It's it's no chocolate cake, Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: that is the king of desserts. Yeah, it really is. I dare you to challenge me, anyone.
1: No, I won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. I assume that food would be really core to the, the whole thing. And food is obviously core to Thanksgiving. And I think that's probably, which leads me to the next point. I think it's my favorite tradition. Thanksgiving. I would say so because it's one year apart. It's not like it happens too frequently where you're like, eh, it's going to come around next month. It'll come around next week. You got to wait a whole year for it. And you get to cook foods that you don't normally cook and enjoy them. And it's also a universally recognized time where you don't have to go to work. And if you have a job that requires you to go to work nine to five, that's a nice little break. So yeah, I'll take it. And of course, it's nice to have an excuse to gather with your family and try to make it as happily <laughs> gathered as possible.
1: I kind of agree with like all that. And on top of it, my extra thing is that I really like the weather in that time. It's like mm-hmm. perfect. It's usually the first snow of the year here in Utah. Yeah. and But the the weather is so perfect. It's not so cold that you kind of need to have 20 million layers. Well, for me. Um, and it's not so hot and so people are usually comfortable indoors you can have a light sweater on it's it's just so such it, it's a
0: transitional time of year yeah
1: it's perfect it's a perfect holiday at the perfect time
0: and where I grew up in upstate New York that tr- transition happened about a month earlier because <laughs> so so it was still cold. cold. I guess it's easy to pinpoint the favorite tradition of mine i'm I'm sure that there are other minute ones that I partake in more but I like the fact that you got to wait a whole year for it and uh, and all the other points I mentioned as well.
1: Well, what's the other tradition that comes to mind that you don't have to wait a whole year? Because I almost feel like most traditions are yearly based, but they could be.
0: Well, I mean, sports, I'm not the biggest sports fan, oh, but yeah. sports are a tradition for some people where.
1: Seasonal kind of.
0: It, yeah. it's it. There's an entire season, which is, I guess, a year, but it happens like football happens every Sunday. And every Thursday and every Saturday, it's a, it's now. a lot of time. It, yeah, it, it's getting more and more available, but that's a tradition that people take very seriously. Oh, I'm a Packers fan because uh, I like packing. I don't know, but uh, I think I don't, like packing. <laughs> I don't think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can send any hate mail to <laughs> what? What was your email again?
0: <laughs> uh, it is Tanner's favorite things at gmail.com so if you do want to send me anything feel free to send it there but anyway there's those traditions there's the tradition of brushing your teeth every night you could call something you repeat and pass on
1: that's true oh wow so many things can be I mean even like in my family not not like my nuclear just my mom and sister but I mean like when we were little and we lived with my grandpa and my grandpa's house the tradition was to eat lunch at 2 p.m. Like,
0: and, yes. and there's
1: no like changing that time.
0: <laughs> Grandpas are the keepers of the traditions. And they
1: like to keep time and temperature.
0: <laughs> and they're fanatical about it at yeah. times. <laughs> yes. So that's exactly a good example of a daily tradition where yeah. if he, for whatever reason, had to break that tradition. It was probably a bad day for him, right?
1: Oh, yeah. or
0: For everyone else around him.
1: No, I mean, if you missed it, you wouldn't eat. Yeah, I, I've heard tales of that. <laughs> I never missed it because I, I actually, this is weird, but in Mexico, our first few years going to school there, we had like the afternoon shift and that happened, I think, because there was just like so many kids and also maybe because there was a break in the the hottest part of the day. And so they really do take a break in Veracruz. I don't know if they do it anymore, but in the 90s, there were still breaks going on and there was siesta time. Like yeah. the whole downtown area would close for like a few hours in between.
0: That's cool, though. That's a tradition that I can get behind because...
1: Oh, well, that is a tradition too, huh? <laughs> it's totally
0: a tradition because it's something that people participate in willingly.
1: Yeah, of course. And in... it's it's super cool and refreshing. I mean, of course, that means that you're gearing up for a late night,
0: yeah. obviously. So I I guess... You got to understand.
1: You got to be willing to live the na- nightlife. And if you have a, <laughs> like, that means that your job is going to require you to work later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The job operates around the siesta because it's traditional.
1: Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to work in the hot time. Yeah. So that's that's what happens. <laughs> it's <laughs> that good and sense. bad. Yeah. Um, so, so that was your favorite tradition. Your favorite, I guess it's kind of a holiday, but...
0: Yeah, but I think holidays are the foundation of tradition mm-hmm. because without holidays, it's pretty easy to live a dull, lifeless life, honestly. Like, it's not like we live from holiday to holiday, but a lot of people do, to be fair. And yeah,
1: that's true. And not just that, I mean, birthdays too. Yeah, birth- birthdays birthday be my favorite tradition? are <laughs> super,
0: yeah, birthdays are super traditional in pretty much every Every uh, culture, I would imagine, they celebrate the date of your birth in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. And there's just so many things that we do because it's traditional. We sing songs that are traditional and hymns and all of these other things that we have (laughs) maybe a little less connection to than we should, but we do them because they're traditional. You wanna talk more about your favorite tradition or my
1: favorite. I think ever since I'm little, my favorite has always been Easter. Easter. Just because I like getting the basket. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom would make the best baskets.
0: An Easter basket is a pretty enticing thing to get a kid psyched about a day.
1: Yeah, with tons of candy in Like it. in the
0: morning, and nonetheless You like wake up to that, and you're like, you wake up, oh. but
1: but you have to go look for it. You don't even you don't get it. Like you kind of have to go look for it, and so exciting. Yeah, all, I remember that.
0: There's a lot of positive elements there, and. It's easy to like Easter as a kid. Mm -hmm. I would imagine parents must have hated Easter.
1: I think my mom really liked it. Here's the thing. My mom grew up Catholic, like very strict Catholic. So she didn't, she was not strict with us, but she kept the parts of the traditions that she liked, such as giving us a little basket. And, you know, being that we had kind of a poor childhood and especially when we were in Texas and my dad just left us alone with like no food, she would just scrape down whatever she had and she would go to the dollar store and buy us little treats and put them in a basket. And they just seemed so amazing. I remember going to the dollar store pretty frequent with her. (laughs) She loves the dollar (laughs) store still. Yeah, there was baskets. And I I remember my very last one in Texas was just the best one, Mm -hmm. just candy. Like you would get candy, you would get chocolate. You would get like a little stuffed animal that if you would press it, it would have music. You get other little like toys and what else would she put the hair things, edible, like the little edible jewelry uh, candy, just tons of fun stuff. I think she would put coloring books and stuff like that. I know I'm making it sound no, super that's, exciting.
0: <laughs> that's a really good Easter basket. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a bomb ass Easter basket. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that one. I also, we, we we didn't grow up Catholic at all, like, or religious in any way, shape or form. But my parents were the same in that they picked and choose which parts of the traditions that they wanted to pass along to Travis and I. And they definitely did pretty well by the Easter basket.
1: Tell me about your coolest Easter basket. I
0: I don't really remember specifics of it, but there was always, I guess, kind of crappy chocolate bunnies. But (laughs) we were excited because (laughs) they only happen once a year. Again, it's traditional. You have chocolate bunnies on Easter and Yeah, they may taste a little shittier than your general Hershey's bar or whatever chocolate you want to buy from the store, but it's cool because it's in the shape of a rabbit.
1: I disagree (laughs) strongly. I feel (laughs) like Easter candy is special on its own way. Like there was these little Easter eggs that were just pure sugar coated in sugar. The
0: Cadbury ones?
1: No, there were sugar candy ones. No, they weren't. They. I don't really love the Cadbury eggs. Oh, I don't.
0: I I don't love the Cadbury cream eggs, but I love The the little tiny. Cadbury just chocolate. Mm, we eggs. should
1: get some of those. Those would be fine. I would. The candy I would eat covered those. ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they're, they're still not that. They're they were just a candy. I don't even know if they still make them. Maybe <laughs> next Easter I'll try and find them. But they're just like a like a chewy candy. I think mm. a little chewy. It's really they were delicious. I love them. Mm. I I like. Wish I had one right now. <laughs> I love I, chewy candies. Yeah, they they were chewy, but like in a different way. I, I'm trying to remember what other candy has that like. Do you remember once the chewy yeah. kind, how they're chewy, but they're a little dry? Mm-hmm. That's how that candy was. Mm-hmm. And it was it's coated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really good. <laughs> it was my favorite. And they always had like also coated um, chocolates too around Easter. I think my mom knew how to pick candy really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Classy.
1: Yeah, classy dollar store candy mm-hmm. for sure.
0: I do remember mm-hmm. Cadbury existing only around Easter where yeah. I grew up. And maybe that wasn't the case and I just wasn't that observant, but it only came around easter and i was like yes
1: it's a very traditional candy
0: and like (laughs) i mentioned i wasn't crazy about the cream eggs but i still ate them because they were novel and then when oh yeah i was like okay i'll i'll eat one it's it's sugar (laughs)
1: it's just i need sugar now (laughs) i'm running now i'm running low
0: (laughs) but the the cadbury this is the last thing i'll say about cadbury is that the caramel eggs the uh Ones where they replace the cream with caramel. Uh-huh. Those were bomb ass.
1: Yeah. I My sister loves those and I've tasted a couple of those. And yeah, I prefer the, the caramel ones yeah. too. I want to say one more thing about the Cadbury eggs. <laughs> Please do. I love the commercial with the cute little bunny.
0: It was a bunny? I remember little chicks.
1: I think maybe both.
0: Hmm. That we'll, have seems... to, we'll have to watch one. They know their market. They're like, There's got to be a bunny. It's for Easter. For what are you Easter. talking
1: about? What does Easter have to do? Well, I that's mean, a whole other that topic. Is another. But... <laughs> I think I heard that it's like I don't it was like a pagan holiday in yeah. that time and something like that. I read it somewhere, but I don't remember it.
0: The rabbit god came down and blessed everyone with spring with or something. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> with, with huevos.
1: With huevos. Well, those were our favorite traditions, but how about your favorite family tradition? So It's gotta be a weird one. You gotta give me something good. Gold. <laughs>
0: All right. Let me think about that. My weirdest relative is probably my aunt. And she had, (laughs) and I think she would agree with that if uh, she were here today, but she passed away in 2014, I think. And uh, she had lots of weird traditions and (laughs) little things that she did that no one really fully understood. But um, I always remember her tradition was to put up the Christmas tree the day after Christmas. And it wasn't, because that was the best time to do it she knew full well it wasn't (laughs) but she just couldn't get her shit together (laughs) to get the christmas tree up
1: no i refuse to believe that's the reason why
0: no that that was exactly the reason why she was always doing too much and of course christmas is the time where you do too much to begin with and Mm -hmm. so you add a person who says yes to too many things (laughs) in that time of year and uh
1: the day after Christmas,
0: <laughs> yeah, she would always put the tree up. Sometimes on the twenty
1: fifth or the twenty sixth.
0: Sometimes it would be the twenty fifth, but most most years it would be the twenty sixth.
1: Like that's when some people take it down on the twenty sixth.
0: Yeah, some people take it down on the twenty fifth. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is over once the presents are done. Get uh, it out of here. Even, that's <laughs>
1: almost worse. I think that that's yeah, that's like
0: <laughs> the super American outlook on Christmas. But
1: ah, don check.
0: <laughs> we christmased. Now let's <laughs> eat and drink and forget whatever. What's next? Did it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, she was she loved Christmas too. It was like her favorite time of year, but she was always doing something else for someone, making a creative gift out of sticks for someone or whatever.
1: That's so cool.
0: And um, she would generally miss putting up the tree. (laughs) It's like, oh, Andrea.
1: That's a cute tradition, I guess.
0: Yeah. And it it (laughs) didn't, I guess it didn't start out as a tradition. It just became tradition because Ultimately, she was pretty predictable. In the end,
1: <laughs> we we all knew she wasn't going to get it up. Yeah, we all knew <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's the twenty seventh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like January. <laughs> She's barely trying to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other traditions that are family traditions that come to mind?
0: Um, I guess I think very fondly on our Christmas Eve traditions. We would always go to my grandma and grandpa's house down the road we grew up like three minutes apart and my grandmother would always go all out on the meal and there was always a stocking full of dumb little presents that she'd accumulated throughout the year so oh,
1: i could just imagine little you try to like open them really fast <laughs> well
0: we always had to wait because it was <laughs> oh no my brother and i my cousins jr and nikki and then from uncle bruce my cousins jordan chrislyn and taryn and later kyle so there was a few kids around So uh,
1: you had to wait how long?
0: Just, you know, one at a time. Oh, (laughs) that's terrible. (laughs) No, it was fine.
1: I can just imagine you're like, you're taking too long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) JR. (laughs) JR. Come on, man. No, we we always, I think we were allowed to dig into our stockings all at once, just like, which was most of our dumb little gifts. And then we would have like some bigger ones that like our parents or our grandparents would give us.
1: So there was like a few in... One at a time. One yeah, you yeah. and then one your brother, one your cousins. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine you being like, okay. Like trying to be oh, strategic Jordan. about <laughs> like oh. Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Max. That's so cute.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite family tradition?
1: I was trying to think. I have a very I would say eccentric grandpa, right?
0: <laughs> Some would say mobster.
1: <laughs> Some but that's that's somebody's interpretation of the stories he's heard. My interpretation. <laughs> yes. By no means do we have any evidence that he wants.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Your mom was not too quick to deny.
1: She she was quick to make fun of the idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Fake ones. That's what she said.
0: <laughs> well, still.
1: You're like, that's what a person would say. <laughs> that's what
0: she wants you to believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's got I gotta give it to one of his traditions and like friday or saturday night usually both nights he would take us to la parroquia which is a traditional cafe in veracruz which everyone goes there everyone
0: how old is it do you know
1: older than my grandpa like old like hundreds of years yeah so
0: there's traditions that have been upheld for longer than Anyone's been alive at this point.
1: And it's it's crazy. The whole thing was a tradition. The whole, because he was just such a creature of habit. And my grandma loved it because then she was ready. Like, she's like, I waited for you to work all. They <laughs> they had our life. They, they worked from home and stuff. <laughs> so he had this little shop at the house. He would do his little work. And then in the afternoon, just everybody get ready because we're going to La Parroquia. And the whole thing was a tradition, right? Like my grandma, she had her traditional clothing that she would wear for that occasion and her traditional makeup, how she would do it. (laughs) And just the whole thing was so – the table, we had a specific table because we had – A
0: traditional table.
1: A a traditional table, not the corner one. The corner one was for like all the old guys smoking uh, cigars. But my grandpa was right next to them because he could talk to them and still be with (laughs) us. (laughs) He could be like half in one table, half in the other. And our waiter was always the same guy, which I don't know what his name was, but he was nicknamed Juarez because he looked like the president Benito Juarez. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's all it takes to get a nickname. Oh,
1: anything, nothing, nothing actually. If you're silent, they'll call you Mudo or something. Like, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Just existing, and mm-hmm. you can get it. That's another tradition. You get a nickname. Yeah. If you're around Mexicans, right, babe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've nicknamed him day one. <laughs> <laughs> Tan.
0: <laughs> that's right. So he must have had a traditional outfit as well. What was it?
1: Oh, yeah. Guayabera. And then uh, just slacks and like those vans, like slide vans.
0: What did he wear on his head?
1: Oh, what do you call those? Um, like Fedora? The, no, the other kind that that's like the old man kind, you know, that's like flat.
0: But like, like the cabbie hat? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. That's but...
1: only if it was cold. My, my grandpa was bald and very tall, like huge man. <laughs> so I don't think he was cold easily. Yeah. I, I don't even think I've ever seen him wear a jacket, to be honest. <laughs> Or I ever saw him wear a jacket. But yeah, the the whole thing, he would order the same thing, make me order something, eat half of my food or more, and then I'd go get in the malecon. We'd sit there and I'd get, you know, the treats that I wanted.
0: From he, like a street vendor?
1: From a street vendor, which was a hot dog. I wanted a hot <laughs> dog. Okay. I was a child and I've always loved hot dogs. <laughs> I don't care for your fancy foods. <laughs> I want hot
0: dogs. <laughs> Give me that processed meat. Yes.
1: Delicious. Yeah, it's. I agree. I don't regret any one of those hot dogs, okay? <laughs> Nor should you. Not one. <laughs> I regret not having one right now. <laughs> no. Oh. So that would be the crazy eccentric. And then one that's dear, like yours, dear to my heart, is my dad would always, like when we had Thanksgiving with my dad or whatever, he would come and visit in Mexico, he, we would cook with him and my mom. So all of us were in the kitchen, which is kind of something you and I do a lot. And I, I like that. I didn't love that he was kind of yelly. You know, he would he would yell <laughs> like a like a regular chef. I think he thought that was uh, like, what's his name? Ramsey? Oh, my God. Yeah, he was kind of like that sometimes. Like you would turn it on and off and you didn't know when that was happening. <laughs> but one of the things he would do while we were cooking is that he would cut up some cheese and some, he would have olives and we'd have wine. So there's always like that little appetizer stuff was simmering and. And I like that. And my sister and I will still do that. Like we still, like olives and just sitting around.
0: (laughs) Your dad was into the charcuterie board before it was cool.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, he was a waiter in like fancy restaurants when he was young. So I'm sure he learned a trick or two there. Yeah, Yeah, so that's a dear tradition. I think both of them are in their weird ways.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we've talked about the most beloved traditions Do you have one that you just absolutely hate?
1: I'm trying to think of one. Let me see. What about you? Do you have
0: one? The tradition that I hate most is the happy birthday song.
1: Like you've thought of this before or it just came to you?
0: No, I've thought about this and (laughs) I do not sing the happy birthday song. You don't? No. What
1: about sapo verde?
0: (laughs) I I just learned about sapo verde recently. And it's, what do you call that when it's like wordplay where it kind of sounds like the words... To happy birthday, but it's not. It's Spanish words. Yeah, like,
1: like wordplay, I yeah. would say. So yeah
0: they say, Sapo verde <laughs> right? yeah.
1: No, Sapo verde eres tú. Rest- <laughs> eres yeah. tú. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I've been passionate since I'm a little girl. I hate the tradition that women have to be moms. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah. I hate what it does to women who don't want to be one and become one because of that. And I hate that the ones that just choose not to do it like myself sometimes can be looked on differently yeah. by other women. It's just such a, it's it's an ugly tradition. There's a choice if you want, you don't have to do it. And if you do it and you want to do it, then that's great for you. I support either way. I just don't like something like that that defines what I have to do. I hate that. That's a tradition I don't like. Whether you choose to do it or not, I respect whatever you choose but don't choose for me. That's the worst tradition ever, I guess.
0: I agree with you. But as a white male, I'm going to say no more on the subject.
1: Oh, yeah. You're like, I, don't, I can't <laughs> I really. I <take> think
0: <laughs> no more sides than that. I would never have been a mother either way. <laughs> I also choose not to be a parent. And my thoughts on it are rather extreme, I guess. But I understand where you're coming from on that.
1: Yeah. I think that if there's any tradition I hate, it would be that. I mean, they start giving you baby dolls when you're still a baby. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to do with that? It's intense.
0: They give boys dinosaurs. I'm sorry. <laughs> and trucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and big trucks. Do, do the, truck. the trucks. The
0: trucks. <laughs> truck week.
1: Yeah, I I also hate how you're just looked at, looked at as a weirdo or as a person who has nothing better to do if, if you don't have kids, you know. I do have things to do. Yeah. They're Pretty selfish, but not, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm a selfish person. I just yeah, I, choose to live the lifestyle
0: and that I choose. <laughs> here in America, you're allowed to. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So there are our hated traditions, or at least traditions that we look down upon. What's a wild card tradition that comes up for you that you really like thinking about or participating in, but maybe isn't talked about or mentioned all that often?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people have this tradition. But um I enjoy watching a specific movie with my sister during the holidays and that is Die Hard. And I <laughs> like that tradition. It's so fun. That we actually a have a, a few movies that her and I watch and I think we, we tried doing it with you but the movie didn't work out. Like Mean Girls, Hercules, Practical Magic. I mean those Very those are specific just traditional era you know, of films. Yeah. I some would say that some of the best the best era the <laughs> best film. era if Sandra Bullock is in that era <laughs> it's a win sign me up <laughs> she's Miss Congeniality too she wins my heart twice <laughs>
0: yeah I'm I not like... being sarcastic at all I no, <laughs> love her <laughs> I, I, yeah, sure I, I, I like Sandy Bullock she's a yeah. good one she's a kitty but uh, I, I like that tradition too I think for me and my family we had we definitely had some movie traditions like every christmas i guess you have downtime so that's the time to watch movies and you're all logy from eating and drinking whomever you are so why not just put on a movie so indiana jones and star wars would typically be played around christmas time and to this day i don't think about watching those films at all until like the holidays and maybe it's just because it's dark and you got a lot of time on your hands but
1: yeah, it's just cozier to sit around and watch something, cuddle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we can watch him this year. I haven't, I've seen Indiana Jones with you now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's dates. That's <laughs> true. And you eat them. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I I've. I had never seen it up to like last year. So it's a different movie for sure.
0: Yeah. And if you're you watching You can send
1: it... <laughs> hate mail towards me also to Tan's email.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching it for the first time in 2020 or 2019 whenever it was it uh does not age well <laughs> indiana jones is a little rapey but yeah
1: he's a little aggressive and uh um, you know
0: i guess that's part of his charm <laughs> yeah i mean
1: it's not rapey it's um assault-y. a salty
0: salty <laughs> yeah close not enough but sexy <laughs> uh, who doesn't love that
1: oh god is that your wild card that was a movie a movie um, tradition
0: no i can i can come up with one i would say my wild card tradition is tuning of instruments where it's kind of required for the sound to not be all over the place but it's something that's done in a very traditional way if you play the guitar nowadays you do it through a digital tuner or some sort of digital means but uh, back in the day they had tuning forks and all kinds of other ways to do it. But if you are in an orchestra, there's a very specific way that they tune each other. Because think of that. You have 20 to 80 or 90 instruments on stage, depending mm-hmm. on what piece of music you're playing. And they all have to be in tune with one another. Well, how does that happen? They, they tune to the one instrument that's hardest to tune. And that's the oboe. The oboe always gives the first A to which the rest of the instruments tune and they tune by section. I'm not exactly sure the, the section order because I've never played in an orchestra, but they tune by section, strings, horns, percussion, if they have tuned percussion, you name it. And they all tune to the oboe, who's just playing a single note, the note A. And I guess it's really difficult to tune a, an oboe. And that's that's why they do it. And
1: What, what's an oboe?
0: Oh, <laughs> an oboe. So the oboe is a double reed instrument and a reed is a literal piece of wood that gets cut that vibrates against the wooden body, or maybe it's a different type of material these days, but it vibrates against the body of the instrument and it creates sound. Basically, it's, uh, it's like a wind. Yeah, instrument. Air moves through it and the Bernoulli effect causes the reed to vibrate yeah. against the wood of the instrument creating a pitch and the oboe has two reeds it's a double reed instrument you have single reed instruments like clarinet which it slaps up against the instrument itself the saxophone also and then the double reed instruments like bassoon and oboe have two reeds that smack up against each other and that's what creates the pitch and then it's amplified by the rest of the instrument and they have keys that determine the pitch that's pretty cool So being a double reed instrument, I think it's hard to tune Mm -hmm. because you have to like mess with the actual, the reeds, I'm pretty sure. but
1: Okay. They have like tuning, like a guitar, like a little tuning thingy. uh,
0: This is where my ignorance of orchestral instruments will show. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's just by looking
1: at it, I guess it kind of looks like they move around a little bit. I'm
0: sure that it has, has to do with the the overall length to determine the pitch Mm because the wind, there's all kinds of physics going on there.
1: But have you had to like... Did you have that tradition with your family too, or was it like a tradition that you had to do?
0: So my family is a family of musicians for the most part. My mom and dad were both professional bluegrass musicians. They played guitar, banjo, and bass for the most part. And yes, those instruments also have kind of a tradition for tuning, but it's a lot more loose. It's just like, okay, we're about to play, someone give me a note and we'll tune to that and like i said nowadays it's all digital there's these digital tuners that you hook to the headstock of your instrument and it tells you if you're in tune or not and as long as everybody's in the green they're in tune but without digital you had to do it by ear or sometimes like i said the tuning fork again utilizing your ear
1: that's amazing though to like to tune with a tuning fork like those ones that
0: Yeah, you hit it. you use
1: for spiritual work. Yeah,
0: and it emits a pitch. I mean, you can do it with a number of different things, like a a harmonica is usually pretty in tune with itself. Mm -hmm. A pitch pipe that is cut specifically to blow the same pitch every single time. Uh But yeah, it's it's a tradition that you have to tune your instruments if you're going to play in an ensemble. And that's regardless of whether you're playing guitar, bass, drums, maybe not drums, but... Uh, violin, orchestral instruments, wind instruments, yeah, you name it. Wow. Uh, well, there's one, let me give you one caveat to that. If there's a piano in the orchestra or if it's a piano concerto where there's like a solo piano part, they tune to the piano. What?
1: That's cool. Yeah. Is the piano harder to tune? <laughs> the every piano
0: other? is impossible to tune oh. on stage. It requires someone to pre-tune it ahead of time and they are a, a person who is dedicated to just tuning pianos. They don't that's even play. They, they're just like they probably play a little bit, but their job is to make sure the piano's in tune. Wow! And they do it before the performance. Damn! You could,
1: you, you could do that job. You could be that person.
0: <laughs> no, piano I
1: think tuner make the big big millions. That <laughs> piano. I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's like not a lot of people can do that. So maybe you do make good money.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. But uh, it seems like the opportunities for piano tuners are few and far between. Yeah. But I do love the tradition.
1: Yeah, that's kind of beautiful.
0: also symbolic. It's like, if you're going to be in a group of people, let's all get on the same page and <laughs> find common ground. And here's the easiest way to do it.
1: That's Tuned to that. such a beautiful way to look at it if we're gonna have a tradition we're gonna our tradition is to get on the same page really that's what it is
0: yeah and that's beautiful (laughs) i think ensemble music performance is one of the easiest ways to have people unite across culture it's like you don't have to be an expert in a culture to be able to play music with someone yeah and it's a language that often doesn't involve words and you know what? Maybe that's not a bad thing cuz people are not very good with their words these days. Yeah. And uh, I
1: think that's great. It sounds like in Mean Girls where they ask her, "Why do you like math?" and she says cuz it's the same in every language. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> It's the same. It's
0: true and there's a lot of math in music, so Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's why maybe.
0: Yes. So that's my wild card tradition. Yeah, I really love beautiful. things being in tune. Yeah.
1: No, and I love the I mean just ending it by the fact that A good tradition to get on the same page before you even start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: the tradition we could all kind of follow for everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So hopefully you guys liked our take on traditions. Fortunately, this isn't for you. This is for us. We love doing these podcasts (laughs) because we love talking to one another. And we have chosen these topics specifically because they interest us. And hopefully you can find some interest in that yourself
1: yeah thank you so much for listening and again my instagram if you'd like to follow me is called the mindful luna and tan's instagram is
0: tanner's favorite things
1: yeah you can find us there i'll put him in the link below so you can find us and then also find tanner knight in spotify for his music and the youtube channel tanner's favorite things you'll find it all linked below on the instagram all his info is there and mine too
0: So thanks for listening. We hope to see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.